bucks. I mean, can we take 20,000 inspections last month times three bucks? You're doing something north of 60,000 USD per month. Well, if you make the math, then yes. Well, I mean, it's not just the math. I want to make sure I'm calculating that accurately. Are you doing more than 60K a month? Uh, Currently not. It's less. Are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Riono Segur. He's the CEO of DriveX, a technology partner for insurers, mobility, leasing, and dealership companies. DriveX leverages computer vision, offers a quick, easy, trustworthy way to remotely inspect a vehicle. Riono, you ready to take us to the top? Oh, yes. All right. So who are you selling directly to the insurers? Are they paying or is it somebody else paying? That's a great question. Yes, uh, we sell directly to companies and we're also launching a product directly to consumers who would like to get help in pre-inspecting uh, cars. Mm-hmm. When you say you sell to companies, name a couple of them specifically. We're really strong in our, in our home region, which is Central and Eastern Europe. And we work with the largest groups such as Vienna Insurance Group and also Ergo, which is a part of Munich Re. Okay, this makes sense. So, how do you price the tool? What will insure? What will a big insurer in Estonia in, in Estonia pay you? Uh, well, there are two factors to that. Mostly on a, on a general level, of course, the volume of inspections in a given period, let's say a month or a year, and what kind of features the company wants. Because our competitive advantage is how much the company or client can tweak the solution themselves. So mm-hmm. we're looking at between two to seven euros uh, per inspection. I see. So call it, call it like like six or seven US dollars per inspection. Um, yeah, roughly that, yes. And what, um, I guess, help me understand. So how does the technology actually work? I'm an insurer. How do I remotely inspect a vehicle of someone I'm insuring? That's a great question. So in our region and also in the US, fraud is a very big issue. So that's why... Uh, Insurance companies are pre-inspecting the car. That's really important to understand what damages are pre-accident and post-accident. Now, with our technology, they just need to have the vehicle information, such as the number plates and VIN code, uh, generate the DriveX link in our system or through API, and send the link to the consumer, usually with an SMS. And it's all web-based technologies. You don't need to download or install anything. and depending on the workflow that the insurance company is using that defines the images and validations, then the consumer, the owner of the car, just starts capturing photos. And what is really interesting is that we analyze those images in real time and also provide feedback to the consumer in real time to ensure the image quality and also the trustworthiness of data. Okay, got it. So the main way that you're ingesting data is photos taken from the car owner. They send it to the insurer so the insurer can better underwrite the car owner. Exactly. And uh, they use those pre-inspection photos when there's a claim. So they can go back in time and compare what was the original condition because 
In the U.S. alone, over $7 billion per year is paid out in fraudulent claims. And they could use that technology too. Yeah, but like, that. I guess what I'm asking is, there's no way you're not installing like software on these cars because I mean, part of it is what if damage occurs that's non-visible? You can't capture it in a photo, and there's a claim exactly. on that. How do you how do you capture that? That's a brilliant question. Again, thanks. So our vision is to combine different uh, technologies together. So today we're in our in our roadmap where we're executing the visual inspection, but we also want to incorporate audio diagnostics of the car and also connected car data we can access over the cloud of the manufacturer the car manufacturer to ask fault codes of the car let's say engine or or mileage and so forth so that brings a 360 view on the vehicle's condition or of course there are some damages that really cannot be seen or even through fault codes and i know how many inspections did you do total last month we're still in early stages, so we're talking about about uh, 10,000, 10, 20,000 inspections per month. Well, I mean, that's that's still a ton. So, I mean, if you did 20,000 inspections last month, can we multiply times seven bucks per inspection to get your revenue? Uh, yes, you could. And uh, it, we're also updating our pricing right now. So the prices I told you was what we have, what we're charging right now. But obviously, we have customers who were early adopters. And then the price, of course, is a little bit the same uh, difference. I mean, cheaper, because what we're building is really deep tech. And how we are better is that we have customers even before we have the technology. So we're really yeah, no, building it together with I think it's great. You pre-sold it. But if you had to look at it, the average price that these insurers paid per inspection last month on the 20,000 mm-hmm. inspections, would that be more like four or five bucks, something cheaper? It's cheaper. It's around a few bucks because okay. uh, we launched our product in stages. And the first stage, we the value we provided was image quality detection and visibility detection. Now we're adding the damage detection, which increases the price of the inspection and the value that we provide. Okay. But just to be clear, earlier you said inspections cost six to seven euros per inspection. That's obviously a little more expensive than historically what we charge because you've matured mm-hmm. your product. Historically, you said each one's a couple bucks. So, I mean, can we take 20,000 yep. inspections last month times three bucks? You're doing something north of 60,000 USD per month? Well, if you make the math, then yes. Well, I mean, it's not just the math. I want to make sure I'm calculating that accurately. Are you doing more than 60K a month? Currently not, it's less. Okay. When do you think you can break that? We actually have the plan to break that uh, in the end of this year. So we're currently growing about 20% month on over month. If you look at uh, the subscriptions and the MRR where we're making. Okay. Okay. So that, so you're closer to like 30,000 a month right now on revenue with a path to get to 50 or 60 by the end of the year. Yes. I see. I see. And if you were at around 30,000 a month today in revenue, do you remember where you were exactly one year ago? Uh, I would have to say that we were like four or five times less. Okay. Like <laughs> revenue. <laughs> so like, so like 7,000 a month or something, something small. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Now, how did you put this on a timeline for me? When did you guys write the first line of code for this technology? What year? We started, uh, we registered the company in 2019, December, but actually, we had the first customer in place in April of 2020. And that's where we really started to build the code and, and the product. So first customer was 2020. And how many customers are you serving now today? 
we're serving uh, 15 customers right now, but we're okay. already signing first letter of intents in the rental industry, which will be the biggest market of our business. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Of the 15 customers, you know, you do 20,000 inspections across all 15. Does one of them make up the majority of those 20,000 inspections? No, it's actually quite dis distributed. So, um, yeah, <laughs> okay. not a big wheel there. Yeah. What is the biggest one? How many inspections does the biggest one do per month? I would say they do a couple of thousand of inspections. Okay. Per, per month? Yes. And that's an insurer or a rental co company? Rental that's an company. insurance company. But in the rental markets, the market need is totally different. You have companies who need to inspect thousand cars per day, not yeah. per month. So that's why we need to build the next layer of the technology and make it reliable, precise, and fast. You keep saying we. Tell me more about the founding team. How are <laughs> Obviously, I'm not, not the only one. So uh, we have three co-founders, and we really have experience in tech before. Estonia is the, we say the land of unicorns because we have the most unicorns per capita in the world. So we did it before in the banking industry, in the governmental industry, and also last month technologies. So I was in sales, Genti, the CTO, he built the product, built the product, and also the CPO was um, a software analyst. I see. And did you guys all split equity evenly at the beginning? There are two ways to do that. Yes, one is equally, but uh, we did it the other way around. Which is what? I can't disclose the exact uh, equity amounts, but... We had to really dive deeper what is the role of each person and also how much it's worth um, mm -hmm. given the... Give me an, exa give me an example. I mean, don't, don't share individual equity amounts, but why might you get more equity than the analyst, for example? Mm, well, we analyzed the job description and the CEO really, really has to overlook everything in the company, including the product area, the development area, and also the sales and business development, plus uh, fundraising. So yeah, there, re there really are two schools of thought here. Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. So are you the CEO? Do you own the most yes. equity? Yes. I see. And then what the CTO is the next most and the third co-founder is the next most. All you right. Could put it like that. Yes. All right. Cool. That's helpful because there's folks listening right now thinking about launching their own companies and you know just splitting equity equally is rarely the right answer. It's lazy. It just means you didn't have tough conversations. <laughs> yeah. And I recommend to have those tough uh, dis discussions right in the beginning. And there were several because obviously it needs to be well thought through and argumented. 
Yep. Yep. And okay, very good. Matter, of course. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. And now tell me more about how you guys have funded the business. Are you bootstrapped or did you raise capital? Mm-hmm. We have raised uh, to date 1.2 million euros, which is like 1.4 uh, million in US dollars, about so. And was that uh, one round or multiple rounds? Two rounds. We have done a pre-seed and now the first seed round just closed it. We have also plug and play ventures from Silicon Valley. How much was the, the seed? It was one million US dollars. And then there was a four hundred thousand pre-seed last year. Yes, well, actually three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand last year pre-seed. Now most folks in their seed round are selling like twenty percent of the business. Were you guys sort of in that same range? You could say that, yes. Um, and we really, why Estonia startups are so great is first, the amount of money raised versus the actual revenue. There's a good balance between those two. And also really thinking how much equity do we really need to give away? How much capital do we really need? Not taking less, not taking more. So we did a very extensive analysis about that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you sold 20%, you raised at a 5 million valuation post money. Yep, that's the range is, is pretty much true. And was that with an Estonian investor or did you raise from the States or some, somewhere else? Yeah, as I said uh, before, uh, there were a lot of uh, unicorn and sunicorn founders who back, are backing us from Estonia and the region. But the lead investor came from Central Europe, Czech Republic, because that's one of the key markets we want to enter and establish mm-hmm. ourselves as dominant players. But, uh, and and uh, plug-and-play ventures from Silicon Valley to bridge us in the next round to the big market we're after, the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. Uh, name some of the top SaaS unicorns in Estonia. Well, the, the original unicorn was Skype. Yep. Uh, not many know that uh, that was Estonian. But then we have uh, Verif, which is a uh, know-your-customer unicorn. Then we have TransferWise, which is now called Wise. For payments, um, there are, I don't know, <laughs> 10 unicorns at the moment, actually. Very cool. All right. Tell me more about your team. How many folks are full-time? We have 11 people full-time. Um, and I would say 50% of those are product people. We have all our core expertise in-house, and including sales and marketing. And last question here as we wrap up, I mean, how do you go now branch in and go from 15 customers to 30? It sounds like you're going into the rental car space because there's just more inspections happening. How do you land that first customer there? We're actually doing it right now already. Uh, and and really uh, having those letter of intents in place, having paid pilots and developing the product exactly based on the market's needs. So it's it's standard procedure. And the goal by the end of the year is to have 40 customers. So, um, well, Rano, sorry, it's, you're, it's taking, you're taking for granted how hard it is to get a paid pilot. A lot of my listeners are trying to figure this out. So it's not, I'm, I'm trying to help you teach them effectively, right? So sure. when you say a paid pilot, have you mocked up a spec of what the thing will look like for the rental car company and said, pay us now and we'll build this over the next six months? It, like, walk me through what you sold in the paid pilot. Sure, sure. Well, it all starts uh, doing a bunch of interviews first, like really listening to the customer and doing the mom test. We have to learn that too. Not to sell too early, not to sell your idea, but to learn their processes and their problems and their ideal product that they're looking for. Have they even looked into solving that problem before? 
and then building the mock-up, like the clickable prototype, and showing combining that together with a live demo of the product and the clickable prototype. That's what we're doing right now. What did you use get... for the mock-up prototype? You're talking like Figma? Yes, Figma is a great tool for that. We use that as well. Uh, so yeah, the clickable prototype. No engineering is a great tool. yet. You're, you're you're selling with no. a clickable Figma file. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then and then let me just play devil's advocate. The car company is going, well, wait, guys, I'm not paying for this. You don't have anything built yet. And you're saying, no, you've got to pay us this amount up front. Like, how do you negotiate that? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 where the skill comes in. But I guess the key thing here is how to find and identify the early innovators who really want to develop this with you. And they're ready to maybe just put a small monetary commitment there. It what is small, Radu? What's the size of it? Uh, we could do a pilot where they just inspect, I don't know, 100 cars and pay, I don't know, 500 euros, 500 bucks for that. But that shows that the customer is serious. They want, and they, they invest their time to provide feedback. Uh, mm. and, and, you know, measure the KPIs because then we can do the next iteration and build even the best product because so this most paid startups pilot, they're, they're not paying for like a SaaS fee up front. They're paying a one-time fee, 500 bucks to do hundred inspections. And you're hoping you can get them into a, a more recurring fee later on. There are clear KPIs. So if we deliver those KPIs, then there's a couple a of those KPIs. Well, definitely the speed of the service SLA. Like how how fast should we detect those damages? Then um, the precision rate, how many damages should we, should we detect? What are, what are the false positive, false negatives? Then uh, the customer satisfaction ratings, how much did the people loved uh, the inspection process? How easy it was? And and of course the savings. Uh, I can't go into details here. Like the monetary savings compared to the old process. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Okay, very cool. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? 48 Laws of Power. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I think Elon Musk. Yep. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building DriveX? Online tool for building DriveX. I think uh, Unlock, it's like a tool for connecting remote teams together and having fun activities together. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? This night? On average? Every night. Average. Eight. Yeah, okay. I, I need to rest well. And Ronnie, what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, I'm in a relationship and I hope to take it to the next level soon. That's <laughs> awesome. And how old are you? I'm 31. 31. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, can you repeat, please? Something you wish you knew when you were 20 years old? That I can make it. I just have to believe in myself. Guys, there you have it. DriveX.io, helping insurers help consumers do more reliable car inspections to decrease fraud. He processed 20,000 inspections last month, which generated 30,000 of monthly recurring revenue, up from 7,000 a month just a year ago. So healthy growth rate, team of 11 today. They raised 300,000 pre-seed last year, just raised a million seed round on a 5 million-ish post-money valuation. Now scaling 50% of their team are engineers focused on building the next-gen iteration of the product for rental car companies. More scans, more revenue, more accuracy. Accuracy problems, they'll figure it out. Ronnie, thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks.